0: You're listening to episode 49 of Scaling Up. Welcome to Scaling Up with personal brand and freedom stylist, Elizabeth Hartke. Each week, Elizabeth brings you the tools you need to create a life of true freedom and fulfillment by scaling and monetizing your personal brand. Get clarity, become a leader in your field and make an impact that pays. Grab your favorite healthy smoothie or beer and let's get to the show. I'm taking you behind the scenes into my home. So, grab a glass of wine or some fancy mocktail for yourself because today you're hearing a very real conversation with two other insanely successful online business owners, Vito and Anna Lafada. We are actually reporting live from my home office. I've had them each on the show individually. Vito is a good friend of mine, a mentor, and the owner of The Visionary Planner, who I had on back in episode 10, and we talked about monetizing your social media following. And then I also had his lovely wife, and better half, if you ask me, Anna. She is the pop sugar star that you guys all know and love and the creator of The Sexy Confident Life. And she joined us back for episode 14, which you also want to make sure to catch. But this power couple flew out halfway across the country to do some masterminding, a little full immersion weekend out here on the farm to grow their businesses, and we're breaking down what it actually takes to build a dream life experience. So what's a dream life experience? Where you're actually experiencing your dream life, where you wake up in the morning and you've mapped out a life that allows you to step into that vision, like your business that you're running supports how you want to be living each day. And we are getting tactical. We're giving you the tangible things that you can start to implement today to make sure that you're working in a way that will help you step into living your dream life. So we sat around with some very fine wine and we had some good laughs, but we're bringing you some value too. So tune in today. And if it speaks to you, make sure that you share this episode, subscribe to the show and tag us because we want to get your name out there too. We want to help you in your mission. And we're so grateful when you guys take the time to share it because guys, that's how we get this into the hands of more people. That's how we create this movement and we build up this community. But it's also how our name gets into the hands of the people that would want to be on our show so that they can bring you value and you can get those amazing guests and people that you've been craving and asking for on the show. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate this community so very much. Today's five-star review of the day is from Kayla Hoffmeyer. I started following Elizabeth and listening to this podcast because we're in the same line of business and she's such a mom boss entrepreneur inspiration. I love that it's geared towards entrepreneurs, but truthfully, the content within the podcast is literally for anyone. Thank you for preaching so much on not playing small and scaling up your life. Looking forward to continuing to listen and share with other boss babes. Oh my gosh, Kayla, thank you so much. You're awesome. And I just appreciate these reviews so much because they give me some feedback, make sure that I'm on the right track for you guys, but it brings this community together and shows us that we are not alone in this journey. So thanks again, Kayla. Make sure you go find her on Instagram. Let's get to the show.
1: We're doing something a little different today. We have the hosts of Rise of the Visionaries here. Hey, hey. Vito what? and Anna Lafada. What's and- up? They are out here at our farm in Wisconsin. So we are kind of doing a dual podcast today, Yep, yep. scaling up, Rise of the Visionaries, and we've got a lot of good conversation to be had and Mm -hmm. good wine to be had. So Mm -hmm. what are we talking about today?
2: Well, you want to take it?
3: Vito, you started off because Vito is definitely the most well spoken
2: amongst no, us. <laughs> I just think, you know, we we've been out here on, you know, you've been out to our vineyard. Mm-hmm. We've been out now to your farm and we've been having this conversation of what does it take today to build this dream life experience? And how do we go about doing it? And it's really been that entrepreneurial, visionary life. Right. That's helped us get to here. So we were like, what if we chatted about this? Mm. How do you how do you go to this from the ordinary job world that most people are living into? Being able to create a business and a life that every single day you look out on your pasture, we look out on our vineyard, and we're like, "This is what you really fight for in life."
1: Right? Yeah, seeing it all come together, mm-hmm. and and so many people ask, like, when they're listening into scaling up, and we get messages from people, or when they're you know following your visionary planner, people want to know what were those first steps you took mm-hmm. to bring this thing to life, and really, I think what people are wondering most is. Is this possible for me? Mm -hmm. Like, did they just get lucky? Did they know somebody? Do they have some kind of skill set that I don't personally have? Is there some kind of schooling that I never got my hands Mm -hmm. on? Resources that were never available to me. So I think it's important to have this conversation for the people who are sitting there with a vision, with a dream, wondering if it's even viable for
0: them. Right. Because what's
2: the number one question that everybody has that probably do in your courses and our courses is, will this work for me? Right. Right. And you got to answer that and you got to have that conversation. What did it takes because everyone wants to think it's the tactical only right. like I built this, I built an opt-in, I built a course, I did whatever. When I always think it starts way further back at that moment of decision, that mm-hmm. moment of clarity where you say no more, Right. I can have a different life. I remember like three times in my life that were, were, were pivotal pom- moments of like when I worked on Wall Street and I worked with a bunch of D-bags. And I was just like, oh, my God, working with these people, if I have to do this every day of my life, I'll either be the dude that goes postal or kill myself. Because I'm like, this is not what I've now termed as people freedom. Mm -hmm. I'm like, you today, well, we get to choose who we work with sometimes (laughs) here and whatnot. But nonetheless, like most people don't have that choice. And they never say, oh, my God, what if I made another move? So I don't got to be in an office every day surrounded by negative people, people that are always down. That moment was one. And then twice in my life, I had my income taken from me from companies mm-hmm. where I'm like, I don't like that. I don't like that lack of control of financial freedom Yeah, and being like, I'm going to do something about this. So when I got clear on, I don't like working with D bags. I don't mm-hmm. like having my income taken from me. Mm-hmm. And then when you run out of hours and you're in that trading dollars per hour thing and you're like, I got no time freedom. Those three things were the catalyst. Mm-hmm. And until you really make that serious decision... You just keep thinking it's just a dream out there as compared to what do I got to do to get started to make this real?
3: Yeah. yeah, absolutely. You know, honestly, for me, it's also coming back to the, the, the fact and the point that many people don't dream big enough yeah. because mm-hmm. they don't really know what they want. They don't have the clarity in, wow, what is it that I would do if I decided to go out on my own and build something or create something or do something? And that was me. I really had a vision of having freedom in my life, like time freedom, not just Mm -hmm. showing up at 5 a.m. in the morning, work until 8 p.m., you know, location freedom, not just commuting every day to and from work. I I remember I commuted 25 minutes to and from. And I just remember on my drive being like, one day I'm not going to do this. But I didn't really know what I was going to do. All I knew is that I wanted more freedom. And so what I did was I kept my eyes open. I started looking to mentors. Like Vito became one of my first mentors and you can believe it or mentors not. Mentors and husband. <laughs> he turned out to be one of my favorite people in the whole world all around. But it just became this point where I kept my eyes open and I started to really follow and look at what people were doing in the industry that I was in, which was fitness and say, what, what are they doing differently than me to have what I want? You know, more freedom, more income the ability to actually make a bigger impact. And I think that so many people are afraid to just like start looking because they just close the door right away and think, well, I don't really know what I can do. I'm not really sure if I'm capable. So they don't do anything.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think people forget the world we live in now, things are so accessible to us, both mentors that maybe we don't have, we wouldn't normally have within reach or be affordable to bring into our lives to mentor Mm -hmm. us. We have resources Mm -hmm. like you can literally Google or YouTube almost anything for free. We have the ability to try things and pivot without it being a huge expense because it doesn't necessarily have to be something that we're investing heavily yep. in, especially in the online space. So people- We have a global market. We do. We Absolutely. It's we like, can reach people that we would have never reached before yeah. at almost no cost yep. through social media, through uh, building our list. Online so it's courses. Like, yeah. The risk is- not as nearly as high as it maybe would have been 10, 20 years ago. But the mm-hmm. other thing is people forget. They're like, oh, I don't know what I want to do. So they don't start. 10 years ago when I didn't know what I wanted to do, I just knew I wanted to do something different than corporate, than the cubicle. Mm-hmm. Life. Yeah. Where I started has nothing to do with where I am today. Yeah. You start, you learn, you pivot, you meet someone, you experience something, yes. you fail. And it's all a part of the process of getting to where you want to go. Mm-hmm. So for the people sitting on the fence who say, I don't know what I would do. One, you can monetize anything now, literally anything. Mm -hmm. And two, start, do something. Like take those first action steps so that you can start failing. You can pivot. You can say, okay, this, I thought this was the thing. I don't even want to do anything (laughs) having to do with Mm -hmm. this anymore. Yeah.
2: I mean, the only way you're going to see it today is by getting your feet wet. Mm -hmm. Nobody, like somebody was telling this, this, analogy they were using Moses as the analogy and being like when he took the israelites down to the red sea and the, the what do we do what do we do cuz now there's a sea and they're coming down he's just like he didn't know what to do until all of a sudden he's just like he just started walking forward mm-hmm. and when he began to walk forward and the great thing is he's like you know as the sea parted the story doesn't tell you did it part when it was at his ankle right did it part when it was at his knee did it part when it was up here Nobody knows that part of the story, but he just started to walk forward and in that, the seas parted. And I always think that's a great metaphor for somebody that's got to make this decision. Just start going. It's okay if your feet start to get wet and you still don't see it. You're still not clear. But if you trust in yourself and your ability to figure things out, the seas will part.
1: So what can someone do when they're in that? Okay, so like I think of myself... 10 years ago, sitting in that cubicle, knowing in my heart, like, this is not me. This is not what I'm called to do. I'm unfulfilled. I'm underpaid. I'm overworked. I'm exhausted. I'm unhealthy. Just like all the things that I don't want to be, who mm-hmm. I, the things I don't value, that's how I'm living. Mm-hmm. And that realization moment of, oh my God, I am literally going to live like this for the next 40 years if I don't yeah, yeah. take some massive steps. Like I had this weird... I don't know, like I just had convinced myself up to that point, like, oh, time will get me there. Like, I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur. Someday I'll be an entrepreneur, but I was doing nothing to ensure it would happen. Mm -hmm. So what are some things people can do like when they're sitting there in that cubicle being like, I have no freaking clue. Okay, they're saying start. What does that even look like? Mm -hmm. To me,
3: that really looks like starting to read and starting to follow people that are doing what you envision yourself doing. Because if you think about, the people that you started to look up to at that moment or the people that you started to watch online or that you started to follow on podcasts. Actually, I, I don't even know if podcasting was really hot that when you started your yeah, business. No, it, it wasn't least, for me. Yeah, it I wasn't didn't know it, about, like yeah. Instagram wasn't even around when mm-hmm. I started, you know, going online and stuff. But it was really exposing myself to new learning. You know, I started going mm-hmm. to conferences mm-hmm. that I had never gone to before. That's when I met Vito. And that's when he talked about something that raised my interest in, oh wow. This core stuff, this online business stuff, wow, that, that's different. I've never really thought about that. Right. So I feel like your first steps, because they were the first steps that I started taking, was just starting to learn different things, starting being in different environments, starting to follow different people than I had been. Because what I had been doing up till then was got me mm-hmm. to where I was, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. What do you think, Vito?
2: Um, I definitely think that the, the, the fastest path is mentors and roadmaps, for mm-hmm. sure. But oftentimes the the struggles in choosing mentor and roadmap, you have to first have clarity. So the the process of clarity about asking yourself different things like, what am I passionate about? Where would I want to make a difference? What are the things I love doing? What are the values that I have? What matters most? And it seems like a ton of questions, but like in our clear vision planner program, like that's all I have them focus on for like seven to 14 days where I'm like, what do you want your day to look like? Mm-hmm. What values? What matters most? What roles do you care about? And what's that thing that you're passionate about that you want to go invest your life being the expert in? Oh, yeah. You got to do that before you even can choose the mentor or a roadmap well, because otherwise you have nothing to aim it at yet. I agree. And you'll just do, you'll do a lot of random yeah. versus being like clarity precedes mastery. Get that clarity. Then you can get the focus of now. Who's the mentor? Who's got the roadmap? Now you can start Can I just add something
3: to what you said? Because I've talked to so many women, especially, that are unfulfilled, unhappy, and they don't dream big. And they don't even have confidence in themselves to do something else. And when I ask those big questions about what they value most and what matters most, all that, it's overwhelming. It's overwhelming that they almost collapse and shut down. And so I feel that one of the most famous quotes from our mentor, Brennan Burchard, he says, in order for your life to change, in order for you to have a change in your life, something new needs to come out of you or something new needs to come into your life. Mm -hmm. So if those questions overwhelm you and you feel like shutting down, you have to start exposing yourself to more. Right. Because you're not learning and you're mm-hmm. not growing. And mm-hmm. until you do, you will not know what you want. You will mm-hmm. not know what matters most to you. You've got to start taking stuff in at that point.
1: Yeah. And I think so an exercise that i done with a lot of my clients that I think makes a huge impact because they have a hard time when I start the same way. Okay. So Claire, you need clarity. You need vision because Absolutely. we could mm-hmm. build what you think is going to be your dream business. And 10 years from now, you've built yourself a trap. You are in something that you don't like just as yeah. much as... Why
2: the... are you looking at me? Just because I, did... <laughs> I did that back in 2005. Thanks. Right. <laughs> we didn't have this back then. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so you could build yourself into a cage. Like you're the same way you didn't like your corporate career or whatever mm-hmm. career you went, mm-hmm. you're in. If you're not picking that life that you want to live, what you want the day-to-day to be like, like don't build out a brick and mortar if you don't want to be at the brick and mortar every day. But I think one key piece that's missing... Is when people do that, they're like, oh, they kind of will throw out value. Like, I want freedom. Right. Or, I want more money mm-hmm. in my bank account. I like to look at it a little bit differently and say, who do you want to become? Mm-hmm. Because then you can work backwards from that. Meaning, when I worked in my corporate career, I kept saying, oh, I want this promotion. And I want this promotion. And then I started looking at the people who had those roles. Ooh, powerful. And I was like, okay, this one's divorced. This one just filed bankruptcy. Mm -hmm. This one's kids don't know them from a hole in the wall. Like, Mm -hmm. why do I want to become that? So when I started to build my business or before I even started to build my business, it was like, who, what value systems does the person I am born to become have? Leadership skills. Are they a loving present parent? Do they have high emotional intelligence? Like all these different things. I almost pictured like a superhero and created that that superhero version of me. No, nothing like this. He's the the antichrist. I was the superhero. Yeah. and
2: Powerful (laughs) in his own right.
1: I created that version of myself in my mind. So I could say like, okay, first of all, what do I have to do to become that person? And then what, what kind of things does that person do? What do they bring into the world?
2: Yeah. yeah, I I like that, but I, I still find that that can be challenging for somebody until they see somebody like sure. that, so I would I looked for people I wanted to emulate, yeah. and then I reverse engineered what values, what mm. things, what have they done, what have they said. What are they, so oftentimes, if you're like, because that's a big thing, creating a new identity yeah. without role modeling or seeing something else becomes another overwhelming. Well, you thing have and to whatnot, be so. a pretty
3: highly, you know, ambitious uh, person to actually start there. And I, I, I mean, I love it because most of the women you are working with have that level of ambition that they've been successful in their own right doing mm. something. And same with my, my industry. A lot of women that are just like, I have this level of, of ambition, but. I'm just lost. I don't know really how to grow or how mm-hmm. to develop the next level for mm-hmm. myself. So, uh, you know, I mean, it's, yeah. it's all about, I think, a combination of everything we're saying,
2: right? hundred percent. percent. For us, we, we look at, we're, we're growing our businesses, helping coach these people. So you're like, I want to work with the 20% that have ambition, that want to go yes. after it. But there is that large segment of the population that needs somebody to first stoke their ambition. Mm-hmm. Their ambition has been just like, I hope to one day get through middle management and, mm-hmm. and get in there. So it's also now the conversation and being open to the conversation, not the people around you, the friends, the family that keep having the same mediocre conversation and being willing to say, maybe I need to ditch that circle and start listening to the circle that is talking about prosperity, uh, making abundance. a difference, meaning, mm-hmm. purpose, abundance, mm-hmm. ambition, etc. cetera. Yep. So I'd also be like, look to see what circles you're in. Right. And put yourself more into those circles and do everything you can. Because the number one thing I did was I got in a mastermind. Mm-hmm. And I started to be surrounded by people that had a different level of thinking. That different level of thinking challenged my own. And in challenge, growth comes out of us. So you have to also be willing to accept challenge and growth.
1: Yeah.
2: Otherwise, I think going to happen. I think
3: that's another, you know, kind of stepping stone. We're, we're here talking about that thing inside of us that helped us kind of get out of... The mediocrity and the and the corporate life, or even and the, the job career path life. that you
2: thought you were going to be yeah, on. Like right. I thought I was going to be yeah. a brick and mortar yeah. owner. Thanks you two for dra- dragging that <laughs> deep into the mud. But yeah. nonetheless, but like I'm like I thought that was my identity, and I thought that was going to be my thing. You have to be willing. And if I'd say there's another character trait to have, I'd say you must be willing to be evolutionary.
1: Yeah, and not ever say hundred yeah. percent all
2: yeah. the time, and not not feel like it costs you your identity. No. But feel like that, that was it served its time. Great. Mm-hmm. Now this is who I'm meant to be. And that growth and that constant evolution is the journey that hopefully we're, we're never done with. And that's why ambition just keeps stacking yeah. and stacking. And that's how you don't be like, I'm 60 and I feel like it's time for me to retire and be out of mm-hmm. the game. You're just like, I'm just. Rolling, Mm -hmm. I'm just getting going. I'm going to hit another level. This
3: this is what, you know, your husband, Michael, and Mm -hmm. and I had this conversation. Much, much cooler person. (laughs) He's so cool. And we had this conversation about regret. Mm -hmm. Because as you go through life, (laughs) what are you laughing about, Vito? He just is trying to
1: be funny, but (laughs) no one thinks he's funny. No, no. No, 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 I see see Zach
2: behind the camera like, (laughs) get (laughs) over (laughs) it, (laughs) get over it.
3: But we had this conversation about regret and I think that many people are afraid of change because they don't want to feel like they've made a mistake. Mm -hmm. I went to college for four years and then two more years on top of that to be an exercise physiologist and then all of a sudden I don't want to be an exercise physiologist So I could have said, no, 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 (laughs) I can't, I can't not be an exercise physiologist. I I just spent $150,000 on this education. I have this master's degree. But if I had held on to that, I would have been doing something that didn't fulfill me. And Mm -hmm. I think many people are like, I just went to school or I just learned all this, or I just invested 10 years in this corporation and I'm supposed Mm -hmm. to get this next level and now I'm going to quit. No, this can't be. So I think there's something to be said about that in in this industry of like, converting to entrepreneurialism or to shifting even career paths yeah. and not holding on to something just because that's what you did. Like Vito mm-hmm. said, mm-hmm. that's not your identity. Yep. It's what helped you become who you are today. And if that led you to realize that isn't
1: really who you are or what you want to do anymore, you should be okay with that. Mm-hmm. So live mm-hmm. with that. So when they've kind of done these different steps that we've talked about, like they start emulating the people that they respect, and stepping into different circles, and reading more, and exposing themselves to more, and doing the clarity and the the visionary exercises, and then really deeply thinking about who they want to become and that person and the value system. Tactically speaking, they stepped into this new world because I remember this feeling of like exposing myself to all this and being super fired up and mm-hmm. like, oh my god, I'm gonna take over the world! Doing and it, I'm gonna build this mm-hmm. business, and it's like, oh okay, <laughs> now what do I do? Like now I have to step into kind of a strategic tactical space mm-hmm, yeah. of like something that's gen- going to generate an income yep. that's mm-hmm. going to pay mm-hmm. my bills. And I was still working full time. So there was, I looked at my corporate career as my investor Mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. my side hustle, yep, yep. my you dream know, of business. Yeah, because it's not, it, I wasn't in a place where I wanted it to be an all or nothing thing. I wasn't looking to open a brick and mortar. So it wasn't like I was taking out loans to, to go all in on that. Mm-hmm. But can we kind of talk about that piece of it? Because I feel like that's another oh, yeah. brick oh, yeah. wall that people hit. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, I have some skill sets and I have some things that I'm working on, but what do I do next tactically? Right. Mm-hmm. I think this depends. <clears throat> you know, if, if, Were you going to say something, Vito?
2: Yeah, yeah, but roll with it. Go ahead, go Go ahead. Go with it. Well, I I would still go, I want to hit on something you said there. Mm -hmm. You had a certain attitude, and it's the investor attitude. You're like, I'm going to take what I'm doing with my corporate, I'm going to invest in the next thing. A lot of people just want to be like, I just want to make an income. Right. That's the wrong approach. It's setting you up for failure straight out of the gate. Mm -hmm. You have to be understanding that you're going to invest the same way you did in anything else to now begin this second journey. but. From there, what I found is oftentimes a person really then has no concept of what is the business model. What do I get into? Like I shifted into the online world, and when I started, I only knew an online course, but a course isn't a business. Right? I had to be like, what's the actual model? Mm -hmm. The same way when you open a brick and mortar, you should know. I need customer service. I need the the services, the retail, this, that. Most people don't know, well, what am I moving into? Do I actually know the blueprint? So that I can then be like, okay, I understand the moving pieces. Yeah. So I know what I got to go build, what I got to go do, what costs are, what timelines are, what my offers can be, etc. I'd be like, do a little bit of groundwork to be like, do I understand the business model I'm getting into so that I'm treating it like a business and the investor? So that then I'd be like, okay, now that I see the blueprint, what's my first step?
3: Mm-hmm. Well yeah, and there's so many different ways to go. I mean, all three of us, you know, have been in the network marketing business model and we've been in the entrepreneurial personal brand building model mm-hmm. and then there's the other investor model and then there's, you know, real estate model. Like you you know, you can build a business multiple different ways. You kind of have to decide like what resonates with me? Mm-hmm. Where's my heart? What What's actually doable? Because network marketing for me was the easiest way for me to start generating side income for myself right. versus I didn't have a lot of money to invest in getting a business coach and building a website and creating an online course. And I didn't even know what running a business meant. I needed mentors and I need coaches. And network marketing gave me the ability to get all of that education right. and it was free. Mm-hmm. And it allowed me to start really understanding business, getting into the online world and working with people online. So I think also you have to kind of decide, you know, what's going to help me transition in the beginning. And, and you know, for me, that that was network marketing. That yeah. model helped me get started.
1: It was a low barrier to entry. Mm-hmm. But it, I think people don't fully understand it or appreciate it. They think it's um, the reason so many people are not successful with it is because they become that brand, whatever company that they associate with, and they never take Amen. the time to build out their own brand. They never mm-hmm. take the time to build out their own resources, grow as a person and a leader outside of their industry and, and network marketing specifically. Mm-hmm. But myself and you guys and so many other people that I've found that have found massive success with it and have been used those as a springboard into yep. other career paths, have done it so differently. Yeah. This is you are the brand, and you're partnering with hopefully a really good company with a really good strong compensation plan that allows you to generate a passive income, yep. get access to resources, trainers, mm-hmm. coaches, people who are going to lift you up, yeah. and then you take all like so much of what I learned in network marketing is what I then applied to my personal brand. That's right, me too, and was able to build it, and I already had so many. F- my feet in so many doors Mm -hmm. because of like, that's where I got all my first speaking opportunities and my leadership opportunities was in network marketing. So it was such a low barrier to entry, huge opportunity. Yeah.
2: I also just like it because I'm like starting your own business where you have to invent your own offers, your own products, your own marketing, your own thing. I'm like, you don't know what a fucking bitch that is. (laughs) I'm like, you better freaking like, you better have the wherewithal to do that. That I'm always just like, hey, are you new to entrepreneurship? Get into a network marketing business where the products, the service, the customer, like, that's all done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You have to believe in it. Go market it, sell it, and prove that you can lead others. Mm-hmm. If you can do that and make that successful, mm-hmm. I'm like, then piggyback that over into starting your own brand, your own business, your own thing. But
3: Because we meet a lot of experts, you know, at mastermind events and courses and seminars that we attend. And they've been doing consulting or they've, they've been creating their own service for the last 10 years that now they're like, I just want to transition more into the online space and and scale and really expand. Mm -hmm. That's a person that can build their own personal brand and business because they've already got that expertise. They've already got that knowledge and service. Now they want to grow it. But if you're like, if you're Mm -hmm. somebody like me, I was just like, I'm a trainer. I'm an expert in health and fitness, but I don't know what I would create. I don't know what kind of product I would put out there. That's why I feel like, you know, like Somebody Vito said. Yeah. It's Somebody easier to kind of start with a model like network marketing. But you have to also just do your research. Right. What models out there in business can I go after? and, yeah, and work Stop falling
2: for the hypey little like great marketers that are out there yeah. that are like, this one webinar will help you launch seven figures and whatnot. You're <laughs> right. like, no, it won't. No, it will not.
1: My hard work and research and devotion to my craft is what will launch yes. seven. Phases. Amen. Correct. Yeah.
2: Correct. 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 So,
3: Such a good conversation. So what do you guys think are the next steps
1: for somebody who's like, all right, you know what? I'm ready to go. I think a huge piece in getting started is just really tapping into, and this is an exercise I walk people through because it's it's hard to do when you try to do it on your own, just like yeah. on a one blank piece of paper. But- looking at anything from your passions things that you could just kind of be in flow with for like forever without quitting or things that you like to be a research junkie on yeah. um things you have expertise in so maybe you in your previous careers or experiences in your life that you've had that you've been really an expert on just because yeah. you've done it so many times it could be something like raising your babies you know like <laughs> potty training your kids i've literally seen people yeah. launching oh, e-courses oh my, that course right now no kidding on how to potty train your kids like it can be anything or it can be an experience you know i have a, mm. one of my closest friends walked through a tragedy in her life and is now building out her online business to serve other people that are going through that same struggle. Yes, yes. So it, like, I think sometimes we think really short sighted where we're like, well, I didn't get a certification in that. Right. Or, I didn't get an education in that. It's like, no, no, no. You're a human being with a pulse who's lived more than 15 years. Yeah. We're assuming. And even if you haven't, like you kids can do 15 this. 15 year strategy, old can right? teach a 10 year like, old how to do yeah, you know, so you better just to, in soccer. Like you start listing out these passions, you start listing out these things, pick something and start whether it's like a five-day challenge in that like you just have to prove to yourself that you have some content to bring forth that's going to serve your people Thank and then you. and and then give yourself the gift of knowing that that might not be your home run yep you don't mm-hmm. have to mm-hmm. get it perfect you've got to so get it true. out into the world and then know that it's going to guide you to where you're ultimately supposed well it to be goes back
2: home. to it's okay to be evolutionary with right. that because you're like Wear that content. Yeah. Go put it on like a pair of jeans and see how it fits and see how it's going. If you don't like it, pick another thing out there. But like, I, I always kind of look at it from from two angles because I looked at like how I did it. I looked at what were the problems I had. Mm-hmm. Like when I was a studio owner, I was struggling with how the hell do I grow this business? How do I get my marketing down? How to do this? And when I got good at them, somebody literally turns to me and is just like, "You got good at that. Why don't you turn around to the people behind you?" that are struggling with that same thing and just coach them through exactly. it. So it was the audience, just like me, having the same problems. And I'm like, I'll coach them through those problems. That's what I found to be one of the easiest mm-hmm. models to get into. So back to your thing, if you're like, you figured out how to potty train a kid really quick without this and that. I'm like, great. There's other people <laughs> that have kids that are struggling with it. Right. Teach them that. Mm-hmm. And then you might be like, what? Well, I, I figured out how to throw my make my kid not have a tantrum in five minutes or less. Parents, I'll be like, how much? (laughs) How much do you want for that? Take all my credit cards. Anything you want. So I think it's look at the problems you've solved and then turn around to the same audience and go back and help them through it faster. Mm -hmm. Because people will pay for a faster path through their problems. Yes. So sit back and think about your journey. Map out the problems. And then who is that audience? That, to me, is the fastest path to a personal brand that you Amen. can get out there.
3: Amen. That's amazing. And you guys are giving such amazing examples of how to really get really into the mindset of an entrepreneur, how to start focusing and starting to make decisions. I truly believe you have to become a high performer yourself. Mm-hmm. Because unless you become the next level of who you are, the best of who you are. And you're never going to get there like tomorrow or the next week or next month, but you have to start working on those habits and behaviors that every day you practice in your life that give you more energy, that give you more courage, that give you more clarity in who you want to become, that that allow you to be more productive in your life and more influential. Until you work on those skills and those habits, then you're always going to be kind of where you are and that's going to cap your level of potential. So High performance habits for me, amazing, amazing book by Brendan Burchard. I'm a high performance coach and so is Vito. So we're like totally obsessed with this kind of mentality because it's allowed me to truly break through from just being a personal trainer, someone in the service industry to somebody that can lead high performance mamas. And I think, you know, that's where it has to begin is just becoming the next level self. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I totally Mm -hmm.
1: agree. And here's the thing that the gift that that gave me. When you step into that high performance, when you step into that true leadership, the biggest gift you're giving yourself, you're never going to quit. That's it. You're always going to hit so many walls. You're going to fall flat on your face over and over. When you have that gift, when you pour into becoming that person like we talked about you're just never going to quit. You're going to figure it out. You'll pivot 8 billion times. You'll Mm -hmm. just keep going. And that's why like those people we admire, those people that we see on the stages or that write the books or whatever it is, it's Mm -hmm. because they stepped into that leadership and high performance and they gave themselves the gift of knowing that they will always do whatever it takes to figure it out, even if it means trying something totally different. And they'll just keep trucking. Yeah. Those people just kept trucking. That's the biggest separator yeah. between them and everyone else that never did it is they yeah. just kept going. They made it through more failures. You guys are here on this Farm property that was literally like a seed planted on our heart years ago before we could afford it, before we had the the careers to support it, before we even had the kids to fill it. Like yeah. mm-hmm. this was just a vision for us. Yep. And then we started to become the people that it was required of us to become, Amen. to have this dream. And you're here and you're mm-hmm. experiencing it with us. And I've experienced your dream on yeah. the vineyard because you became the people. That's the key. above anything else. The skills, all those other things are great. They're supplementary to the core of becoming a high performer and a leader.
3: Yeah. yeah, So powerful because success isn't going to come quickly Mm -hmm. and it's never going to come easy. So it's like, don't expect that. You're
2: you're not birth with those things. Those are things that you choose to go develop. And I think it all comes down High performance gives you the power of intentionality. Mm -hmm. And if you understand that you have the confidence and the capabilities to grow into any person that you want to be. And with that, you will not let the other things in life, the naysayers, the doubters and the haters take away from you. Instead, you'll be like, I have something to say, something to stand for. I've accepted the call to greater leadership. Mm -hmm. And that is my serving. That is my call. And in answering the call, all other things become real. Yeah. yeah.
0: Amen.
1: Well, we to thank you guys for being here because it's so awesome to get to experience this with you guys. I know mm-hmm. we talk all the time and, you know, it doesn't do it justice when yeah. you step into someone's world and get to sure. experience the highlights yep. of it. So it's awesome yep. having you guys here, especially to combine for- forces of uh, Rise of the Visionaries yep. and scaling up and in our methodologies and really leading service with the yep. servant's heart. So That's about Uh, we want you guys to make sure that you check the show notes because we have some some gifts for you guys to walk you through these methodologies and hopefully give you a leg up in pursuing your passions, stepping into leadership. The
2: way I always look at it is like, the people that are listening to this that are serious, you'll take action on those show notes. You will take either my milestones or her scale it up method and say, click, Mm -hmm. I'll take some action. And in that first step of your action is the belief that you too can make any dream that you want possible. So cheers to you. Cheers, Cheers, guys.
1: Cheers.
0: Thanks so much for hanging out with me today. Before you go, make sure you take a minute to subscribe to the show so you don't miss out on all of those amazing fromies, freebies for my homies, obviously, and content that we're creating just for you. And if you like today's episode, can you help us out and help us get this in the hands of more people by taking a screenshot of today's episode and sharing it with your friends, tagging me, passing it around on social media. Guys, we've got to get this mission and this movement out there to more people so that they are living their purpose and living out their dreams and getting paid for it well, too. I'm also so thankful for all of the amazing feedback we've been getting in the reviews. So if this podcast is helping you grow, Take a second and go review us on iTunes and be sure to check out today's show notes for more details and takeaways from the show. Until next week, guys, keep scaling up.